is the reason why we are celebrating Christmas. And we want to express our gratitude to you, Jesus, for living the glory of heaven to come and be born in a manger and to go through all you went through just because of humanity. For this, we came here today to say thank you. You are the reason why I live. You are the pillar that holds my life. We came to thank Him. Master, Savior, you are the pillar that holds my life. Sing it to Him. You are the pillar that holds my life. Everybody sing it, sing it now. You are the pillar that holds my life. You are the pillar, you are the pillar that holds my life. Oh, Master, you are the pillar that my life. Oh, Master Savior, you are the pillar that
to two and to three and now they're talking about the fourth in Germany but guess who has kept us and who will keep us his name is Jehovah are you waving are you thanking him we have been kept by the power of God and because of us God will keep our nation he will keep our citizens he will keep nations and he will keep its citizens you know, 
When you thank God for what he has already done, you commit him to do the next. When you can't thank him for what he has already done, he is not obligated to do the next thing. Every time you want God to do something different and new in your life, thank him for where you are. Always stay thankful. Always stay thankful. Always stay thankful. Always stay thankful. You know, I spent three whole weeks to teach on the power of uh, forgetfulness. To lay the foundation for thanksgiving today. You know, Bible says God is not unrighteous to forget. So, so forgetfulness is unrighteous. Hebrews chapter 6. You see, that's why most churches have dedicated today to thanking Him. I'm just, I'm coming from Williams. I got there for the affair service, 8 a.m. I've been up since 4. I've just come from the affair service, 8 to 9 then drove and came to this service. Because I want to go everywhere to tell God, thank you. I, I, I want to call it in this archive that we are not taking our being alive for granted. House of Judah is not taking it for granted. Personally, we are not taking it for granted. Amen. Powerful. It says Hebrews 6.10, God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love. So everything you are doing for him that if you have not seen any results yet, say, get ready. There is a backdated blessing coming. This morning we were prophesied over and we were told you will not carry over. There will be no carryover into 2022. Everything that must come to you as a reward this year is not carrying over. It's not carrying over. God does not need six days or ten days to change your story. He can change it overnight. Joseph was in prison one day. And one of the characteristics of Joseph was he was always thankful, even in prison. Taking care of people's dreams, interpreting people's dreams. No matter what his plight was, he was thankful, 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 thankful. If you can thank him for today, you will see it tomorrow. If you can thank him for one, you will see two. He said, God is not unrighteous to forget your work. Look at your neighbor and say, he will not forget you. Say, he will not forget your labor. He says, he will not forget your love, your work, your labor of love, which you have shown towards his name. God does not forget. So I want to encourage somebody here. God does not forget. He hasn't forgotten you and will not forget you. Say, he will not forget me. He said he will not forget the good that you have shown towards his name in that you have ministered to the things and still do minister. So what we are doing for one another, what we as leaders in this church are doing towards the members, he said he will not forget what we are doing towards his saints and he's the one who will reward us. So he considers forgetfulness as unrighteous. So on this day of Thanksgiving, as uh, uh, Pastor Johnson started us up, are you clapping? It was, it was set up by Minister Gabby on the WhatsApp platform yesterday. Ah, it was a good setup. Did he deliver or not? <laughs> These people always deliver. Thank God for our leadership. Amen. We are going somewhere. Who is this Christmas really about? Who 
Who is this Christmas really about? Who is the reason really for this season? The gifts and things that we get is just a carryover of this person. Just a carryover of this person we are talking about. Look at the word Christmas. It comes from his name, Jesus Christ. Christ Christmas. So, he is the reason why we have holiday. He is the reason why we have boxing day. He has the reason why we have extra days. He is the reason why the turkey is on your table. He is the reason for all those meals you are about to eat. He is the reason. So, the whole idea is that any celebration we are getting involved in, let's be mindful of who is the orchestrator of the food we are eating, of the clothes we are buying and everything. Let's be reminded that he is the root of it. it listen, we heard this. Those who think well, thank well. Please write it down. Those who think well, thank well. That's from the witness. Those who think well, after you have seen all that God has done for you and some of the things I will be showing you about what Jesus has done through his birth, when you know what he has done, it helps you think well to thank well. So, it's likely that those who don't thank well is because they don't think well. Because they haven't heard about the things that Jesus did. So, because what you hear, what you read, that uh, uh, determines what you are thinking. So, if you are thinking right based on current right information, you will understand why you should thank well. You understand why we spend time, we've come here, we sang about two, three, four, five, six songs, worship, interspersed with worship. There's a reason. He said, praise me with understanding. Amen. There were four different sessions of dancing and praising in the, session, in the service in witness this morning. And three kinds of offerings. All because they understand well, think well, so thank well. Shout amen. What, who is the reason for this Christmas? And like you've heard, Christ. Ever say Christ. Mass. So, it's about Christ. Who really brought us to the end of this year? Tell me who brought us to the end of this year. Everybody shout Jesus. Are you clapping? Today we are here to thank him. So, don't get tired of clapping. Today is not about us. It's about him. We owe him thanks. I told you, thanksgiving is a debt you owe God. We owe God thanks. We owe him. Literally, we owe him thanks. We owe him thanks. We owe him thanks. Because thanksgiving is a debt that we owe. And should not only be verbalized, but demonstrated. In dancing, in praising, in thanking, in offerings, in different things. Thanking should not only be verbalized. You shouldn't just say thank you. You should add other things that demonstrate your thankfulness. Is an amen there. <clears throat> so, First Peter 1 verse 5 says, Who are kept by the power of God. Look at the neighbor and say, we have been kept. Simply by the power of God. So it's the power of God that has kept us. Are you there? Then Psalm 103, the scripture that Pastor Johnson read, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within. So everything in you, everything about you should thank God. Everything. 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, not part. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Then bless the Lord, O my soul, watch this, and forget not. Look at the word forget again. Forget, forget, forget not, forget not all his benefits. And he's about to list some of the benefits. And we are going to look at some of the benefits, why Jesus came. So, when you are eating your, whatever it is you are eating today, or in this season, when you take a bite, remember Jesus. Remember these reasons. Because it will help you to think well and thank well, even while you are eating. Amen. Who do not forget all his benefits, not some, all. Who forgives all your iniquity. So, what are the benefits of and the reason why I should thank him is he has forgiven us our iniquity. How many of you committed some sins this year? How many of you made some mistakes this year? How many made plenty mistakes? Guess what? He didn't kill us. He says, thank him for forgiving you your iniquities. It's enough for you to thank him. He said, all oh, your iniquities are plenty. Shout amen. All our iniquities. And then he left. All our diseases. COVID is one of them. I said COVID is one of them. I said Omicron is one of them. Delta variant is one of them. COVID-19 is one of them. Jesus came to heal us of all. Including COVID. That's why I said don't fear their fear. Or you suffer their, their fall. Fear not. Let the Bible encourage you not to be afraid. You have Obvious concerns. Everybody has obvious concerns, but don't be afraid. Because fear kills people more than death. The fear of COVID will kill you, not the COVID. It's not COVID. It's not Omicron that kills people. It's not being fired from a job that kills people. It's the fear of being fired. Fear is greater than death. Fear of something brings it to pass. Job feared that something will happen to his children. So every morning he was given offering for his children. To cover it and it still happened. The thing he feared the most is what that's why you shouldn't fear. Look, <clears throat> we are God's representatives here. I'm telling you, listen to your pastors across the nations. I said, fear not. Make a decision not to put on your mask, put on your face shield, uh, social distance, do everything that common sense requires. But Build your faith. Because at the end of the day, if the first vaccine didn't help, the second didn't help, the booster didn't help, and now they're talking about the fourth. Every time it's as if things are cooling down, now you talk about 20,000 or 10,000 new cases every day when the thing reduced to 25 or 10. So it can't be governments. It can't be nations. It can't be scientists. Thank God for all of them. But we are kept by the power of God. And what triggers God's power is an attitude of thanksgiving daily. Daily. It's not a secret, it's not a secret ingredient. Stay thankful. Stay grateful. Stay prayerful. Stay serviceable. Stay tithful. Stay givingful. Stay, stay loving Godful. You can't keep me at home on Sunday morning. It's not happening. No. She, she, it can't happen. It, it. 
So long as the church is open. Ah. Now, that's my faith, that I build my faith. I'm trusting God, not man. I'm thanking God daily. So as I thank him, he perfects the healing. He said he heals you of all diseases. So thank him in advance for, Lord, I can hear everything that is going on, but um, you said we should bless the Lord at all times because you heal us of all our... So thank him, even though the thing doesn't look like it. You heal us of all our diseases, including COVID. Because these days, it's as if everything is COVID. Cancer used to kill people. Meningitis used to kill people. Asthma used to kill people. Malaria used to kill people. Now everything, COVID in now. COVID has been, has been blamed for everything. Since when the people die of malaria? No, you are not going to hear some of those things that kill people. Everything is attributable to the 19-year-old boy. COVID-19, 19-year-old boy. So, he heals us of all. My point is, I'm not discrediting what is happening. I'm telling you what by faith. Live a life of thankfulness and the thing can't touch you. Is, am I controversial or? Everybody who was by faith is considered controversial. Moses said, God told Moses, go into the Red Sea. Ah, what is that about? Elisha said to Gehazi, they are more with us than those who are with them. Meanwhile, they were surrounded by thousands of soldiers. Elisha said, they are more with us <laughs> than those. So, he seven looked around the people and he counted, he looked at, 300,000 soldiers coming to kill the two. He said, 300. And he counted one, two. What is Elisha saying? We walk by faith, not by... And you can only thank God by faith. You can only praise God by faith. That's why sometimes the Bible says, offer sacrifices of prayer. Because sometimes it is a sacrifice to praise God when things are not working. When everybody is talking contrary and you are talking the other way, it's a sacrifice of praise. And God looks at you and says, this guy is not being moved by what is happening. So let me endorse my word in that person's life. Thankfulness. Thankfulness. That's why we must set time aside to thank him. Shout amen. Who forgives us all our iniquities? Who heals us of all our diseases? God will heal you of all your diseases. I said God will heal you of all your diseases. I said God will heal us of all our diseases. Then he says, Verse 4, who redeems our life from destruction? COVID is a distractor. Guess who will redeem us from destruction? Thanksgiving. This is a key. It's one of the keys of the kingdom. Stay thankful. Stay thankful. He redeems, look at this, he redeems our life. Our life. From destruction, being destroyed. He's the one who redeems us from being destroyed by whatever. You know, I was watching a clip on Facebook, or Facebook or YouTube, and some people were complaining in Ghana, in Nigeria, and some African countries that we tested negative. Then when they got to the place, the people did the test and they said they are positive when they know they are not. So some people are using that to make money. So if you don't put your trust in God, people can make money at your expense. Only God can deliver you from tricks of people who are making money from this thing. So 
everything from the day COVID began, I began to tell people, please put your trust in God. Put your what? Stay thankful. Stay grateful. Keep praying this prayer. You deliver me from destruction. Then he says, you crown me with loving kindness and tender mercies. Watch this. Who satisfies our mouth with good things. So please listen. Don't speak death. God satisfies your mouth with good things. What you say is what you get. So don't speak fear. Don't speak death. Don't speak distraction. Don't speak anything contrary. Anything that does not bring thanks to God. Don't speak it. Because he crowns your life with his goodness. And he, what's the thing he said? He satisfies your mouth with, so what you, the good things you say, God will satisfy your mouth with it. That's why you can't catch me say certain negative things. No, you won't catch me. It's not happening. Look, no matter how, no matter what happens to me, in my church or wherever, you won't catch me give up. You won't catch me speak negative. Why? My trust is in God. It satisfies your mouth. So anything you have said that has brought death, please reverse it. Because death and life are in the... That's why when you open your mouth, it's expecting you to just keep singing. Listen to what he says. He says Greet each other with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. <laughs> Not, hey, Omicron too. No. No, 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 no. What you should say is, God is still great. God is still faithful. I will bless him. He said, Sam, the psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all. Are you trying to tell me God does not know what is happening in the nations economically? But he said, I will bless the Lord at all. See, my words create my world. My praise creates my world. We are here, but we are not them. So when they are speaking contrary, Based on what is happening, we as believers should speak the other way. Shout Amen. Everybody says, He satisfies my mouth with good things. And my youth is renewed like the eagles. Shout Amen. So I came across this book. It says, if you celebrate Christmas for any other reason than the worship of Jesus, you have missed the whole essence of Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas for any other reason than the worship of Jesus, you have missed the whole essence of Christmas. Because everybody say Christmas is all about Jesus. You know the scripture we read earlier, the wise men, the magi, they came. Guess what? They heard of Jesus. And guess what they came? Please focus. They heard of Jesus and they came all the way from the Middle East to worship him. They heard of his birth and came all the way to what? Guess why we came all the way to church? We've heard of his birth and came to worship understanding. Wise men, astrologers, magicians from the Middle East came with treasuries, gold, frankincense, and milk. They've just heard of a baby. We know of Jesus as an adult. They heard of a baby and traveled all the way from the east to come and worship. So why do we come and thank God? To worship him. End of the year. What are we here for? To thank him. 
Look at the neighbor and say, this is intentional. So let me give you a few and then we shall close. So, number one, why do we, why did Jesus come? To receive our worship. To receive worship. To receive our worship. That's why he came. So, Jesus came to be worshipped. So let's give him worship. The worship that is due him. Shout amen. So it says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem and Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men. Which kind of people? Wise men came from the east. Wise men. Wise men. Thinkers. Wise men. Head of Jesus. Head of Thanksgiving Sunday. Wise men. And came to Jerusalem. Came to church. To thank you. The only reason why they came to church, whether online or, or actual, was to deliberately go there to thank him. To worship him. Wise men. Only the wise seek him. <laughs> Are you getting something? Then, when they got there, they said, where is, no, before they said, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Why did you come to church today? Those who think well, thank well. Why did you come to church today? It's important because it determines what God does for you. We came to what? To worship him. We have heard of him. And we have come to worship him. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. He fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasure. So, they came to worship him. And guess what? They didn't come empty-handed. Your amen must come quickly. Is this Bishop's book? Is this one of my books? <laughs> See, understand it. I gave two offerings this morning because there was a tithe and offering offering and then there was Thanksgiving offering and then I have my own church Thanksgiving offering and then I have my 365 Thanksgiving offering on 31st night. Understanding is for my benefit and my future and my children and my destiny. Not yours. Are you understanding? They came and worshipped him and going into the house they fell down worship. Then they opened their treasures. They opened their checkbooks. They open your wallets and your purses. If I'm preaching, say, Bishop, you are preaching. Are you reading what I'm reading? Then, opening their treasures, they offered him, look at the word coming up. They offered him gifts. Not one gift. Gifts. Who is enjoying this? They offered him gifts. They, see, intentional about it, purposeful about it. Understanding gifts. Every day, you know, every day, my wife and I put money aside to thank God for life. Then the first night, we come with understanding. From the day I set it up in 2006, or somewhere along the line. Every day. I am not alive because of my degrees. I'm not alive because I'm special. This church is not in existence because we are something I'm. We have been kept by the power of God. And how do we, how do we acknowledge that He has kept us with thanksgiving, with gratitude, 
with gifts. We come to worship him and then we come with gifts. Shout amen. Is understanding there? <laughs> then opening their treasures. You will have treasuries, so. Worshippers have treasuries. They open their treasures and offered him gifts. Look at the quality of gifts. Gold, frankincense, silver, and myrrh. Hence the need to come with gifts on Jesus' birthday. Amen. And at the end of the year, to worship him. So, the main focus for this season is Jesus. And this is Jesus' recommendation. Ma, uh, Psalm 96 verse 8. Give unto the Lord a glory attitude. Now, <laughs> when you are coming to worship me, you must come with gifts. So he says, give, glory, give him glory due his name. Then bring an offering and then come into his His understanding there. You know, last night, I kept hearing, ask them, today, what are you grateful for? Yesterday I heard this. It was just being repeated from afternoon to noon. So I wrote it down. What, what at all are you grateful for? Those of you who are here and those of you who are online. Now, there's a reason for that question. What are you grateful for? Why are you in church today? Is it because they said come? Or you came to show gratitude to God? What are, even if you came to show gratitude, the question I was asking is, what, what are you grateful for? What are you grateful for in life? What you are grateful for in life determines how you thank him. That was his reasoning. What you are grateful for in life determines how you thank him. Why you thank him, how you serve him, what you do for him, and what you give to him. See, the, your gratitude, how grateful you are to someone, determines what you give them. Amen has gone. Is understanding in the house. How, when you are grateful to God for somebody, it determines, you know, when you are giving something to somebody, a gift, you look at how grateful you are for them in your life to determine what you give them. We looked at uh, our pastor, every month we bless him, and every Christmas we bless him, we looked at his impact in our life. And then apart from monthly blessing, we send him his Christmas gifts. Then we send Bishop Bakoto Banku his gift. And I've told another mentor to let me know when I can visit his office and bring him his gift. What you are grateful for determines how grateful you are. So, what has God done for you this year? And how grateful are you? It's either in singing, how you will sing, how you will dance, how you will praise, how you will give, how you will serve. It's all about how grateful you are to a person. Is that amen there? You know, the Bible says, in him we live and move. And what? Hey, Charlie. In him live and move. And have our, our in him we live. It's in him we live and move and have our very being. That's how grateful we are. Without him, we don't live. Without him, we are not moving. Without him, 
We don't have our being. So, an understanding of this makes us thank him well. You know, people in your life, there are things you do for them based on how they relate with you. You don't do it passively. It's the same with God. Shout Amen. That's why the psalmist said, bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. So, number one, why did Jesus come? To receive worship. Number two, let's finish, to do the will of his father. His father is the one who sent him to come and die. So, he came simply to do the will of his what? Father. So, guess what we must also do? Do the will of our father. Number three, to save sinners. And to make us saviors of sinners. He came to save sinners. These are the reasons we must know. So when we are thanking him, you can mention it. I worship you. This is my worship. I am your sacrifice. I am your worship. He came to do the will of the Father. And thank you for coming to do the will of your Father. He came to save sinners. And to make us saviors of men. We, sinners, that Paul said, I'm the chiefest of sinners. He came to save, he didn't have to, but he did. So when we are thanking God for Christmas, we must remember all those things. He came to save sinners and to make us saviors of men. Then, number four, to bring light to a dark world. Is the world going through darkness now? Guess what he came to do to make us light to the dark world. Then, number five, to receive God's love for sinners and to call sinners to repentance. You know, Jesus made a statement. He said, I didn't come for the righteous. I came for <laughs> the sinners. Why would a human being leave the glorious throne in heaven and come and pay a price for sinners? This is what he came to do. To receive God's love for sinners and to call sinners to repentance. Shout a better amen. Then what did he come to do? He came to serve. Write that down. He came to serve. See, the master reduced himself to come to serve. All these things, when we are thanking God, we must remember, Father, thank you for coming to serve us. We should be serving you, but you came to serve us. You gave your life as a That's another uh, reason. He came to give his life as a ransom for all of us. You know, when he was hanging on the cross, we should have been hanging on the cross, but he hung there for us. All of these things we need to remember at Christmas. You know, very often we remember things at Easter. But this is the Genesis. This is the Genesis. This is the Genesis. Uh-huh. This is the root. Why was he born? Born at Christmas for Easter. So all these things must, when you take, this afternoon when you are eating your meatballs, and the yambos, and the jollof, and the fish, and the, and the jollof I put on the WhatsApp platform. The bush meat. When you are eating it, remember these things. It will help you <laughs> have a proper value for what you are eating. Because there are some people who don't have any food to eat today. Then, guess what? What did Jesus come to do? To bring peace. Peace, peace on earth. Goodwill to all men. He came to bring peace. Everybody shout peace. 
May there be peace in your world. Then this the song. Have you heard that song? Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let every receive the King. Let every heart prepare Him. Let heaven and nature sing. Let heaven and nature sing. Let That brings us to the point. He came to bring great joy. All this he did though is not the text. He rules the world. Okay, you got it. Bring joy. Luke 2, 10 to 11. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto us a son is born this day in the city of David, a Savior. God will save us. Number, next point, to bind up broken hearts. To bind up broken hearts. You know, anybody suffering from broken hearts, this is what Jesus came for. To bind up broken hearts. He came to do all that. Then, the juicy part, he came to confirm the reality of us living in heaven on earth. You know, you don't have to wait till you get to heaven. Before you live in heaven on earth. You, have to start. you know, some of us will be very surprised when we get to heaven. Because what is there, if we don't taste it here, we'll be surprised that this is what heaven looks like. Which... Really, he came to establish his kingdom to help us live in heaven on earth before we get there. This is a practice session. To live in heaven on earth. Then he came to make all things new. All things new. Everybody say, all things new. Say, all things new. Now, I've got 36, but I'm going to give you just two. This is a juicy part, so concentrate and let me give this to you and then we'll go home. Amen. To bring or restore us back into our... Write this down. To bring or restore us back into our true identity of royalty. I didn't, I didn't want to scream today. I just want you to get understanding of what Christmas is about. So, when you meet people, you can explain um, that to them. To bring or restore us back to our true identity. Now, I need you to catch this. This is a juicy part. God came to restore us back to our true identity of royalty. Royalty. Everybody say royalty. Which we lost in the Garden of Eden. Now, 1 Peter 2.9. But ye are, a, I need you to listen to this. You are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. Jesus, when Adam, Adam lost royalty in the Garden of Eden, and we suffered for it. But Jesus came to restore us back from peasants and beggars to royals. He said, you, because of Jesus, you are now a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, God's special possession. This is, this is all because of Christmas. God's special. You see, these things make you think well, to thank well. I am not an ordinary person. I am a royal. 
I am a royal priesthood. You are a royal priesthood. When you know who you are, you thank properly. You worship properly. You carry yourself as, as a royal. Look at the royal family. That's why when there's some misbehavior, the press put it on the front page. Because as a royal, there's a way you must carry yourself and see yourself and speak and behave. People may not understand you because they are ordinary people. You can't understand Prince Harry. Can't, I mean, can't understand Prince William. Let's not go the other way. You can't understand Prince William. You can't understand Catherine. You can't understand the Queen. And I'm coming to show you something. When she took the oath of office, when she was being crowned as a queen, the statement she made, when you are a royal, believers, we need to understand we are royals. We are royals. We are royals. We are not peasants. We are not beggars. We are not ordinary. Jesus did not come to be born and to die to keep you in your raw state. We, he made us a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar, strange people. People who people must not be able to explain. That's you. To show, he made you royal to show forth, to demonstrate his praises. When people see you, they can see this person is different. This person is royal. When, you, when Prince uh, William and uh, Kate and Edward and all those guys are walking, and ordinary people are walking, you can tell the difference. That's you. This physical royal family is a typical example for you to know who you are, how to carry yourself, what to expect, what, not, what is expected of you, what not to chase, but we should chase you. I'm coming there. I was telling earlier on, this is the juice. I'm, I'm, I, uh, when you understand who you are, you see, you don't need opinions of men. This is irrelevant. When it comes to the scriptures, a royal priesthood, when was the last time anybody criticized the royal family and then they responded by fighting in the street? You, you, you know, I'm royal. My wife, something happened in New Addington this weekend. She said to us, you would have heard of me in New Addington. I didn't know who was around. So I was very careful not to... Somebody was very rude to her in the market. And she was going to respond in an unroyally... Her, 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 her body said, teach this man a lesson. But a lesson or two, she was fuming with rage. Wanted to retort. But I believe she remembered her royalty. <clears throat> and her resident pastorhood. And her being a wife of bishop. And being a daughter of the mentors who will hear of her misbehaving. Behavior warranted, but neither to check herself, not to reply as men expected her to reply. <laughs> you know, when you, when, when you respond to certain people in a certain way, sometimes the people think you are an idiot or a fool. No, no. 
you are just being wise. You, they are saying you, you have more to lose than they do. That's why you respond in certain ways that normally, if you look at your old self, that's not the way you respond. It's because you are now a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, a, re- a representative of God. When I go to witness, the way they treat me there, they ask me to take the offering today too. And put me next. So, all these people look at me and they say, sir, sir. When they see me, sir, they call me, sir. So, I can't afford to fight with somebody on the street. No, I'm royal. Eh? The Pastor Matthews are looking after fighting for me. So, how can I respond to certain things when you are royal? You don't react and say, no, 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 no. <laughs> you are royal. You are a royal priesthood. To show forth <laughs> the praises of him who has called you out of darkness. You have been called out of what? Darkness. What happens to people out there? Darkness shall cover the earth like COVID and Omicron. It's, it's been prophesied. Darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness shall cover the whole world like COVID. But my glory shall be seen on you. You see, look at your neighbor and say, my case is different. You are different because of Christmas. Who is going to carry themselves in a better way? You You are not ordinary. Yeah, that's why the world is in trouble and we are not. We are scaling. Everything we need is being provided by heaven. Shout amen. Royals do not go around quarreling and screaming on the street. Then, let's finish with this one before I get too excited. To make us, oh, write this down. To make us kings and priests. Everybody say, I'm a king and a priest. Say, I'm a queen and a priest. To make us kings and priests is in the Bible, oh. To make us kings and priests. Revelation 1 verse 6. Revelation 5 and verse 10. He has made unto us, our, unto our God, kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth. Everybody say, I will reign on the earth. Say, I will reign on the earth. Now, as I close, let me ask you a question. Who does a king give birth to? Who does a king give birth to? A prince or princess. Alright? So, we are king. Jesus is our king. Guess who he gave birth to? Fellow kings and priests. This is all some of the benefits of Christmas. Princes are potential kings and princes. Potential queens. And I gave you the example of the royal family. So listen to this as I close. This was what the queen said. Next year should be 70 years on the throne. Platinum anniversary. Listen to what she said. Mentality of royalty. That's you. All because of Christmas. Listen to what she said. She said, I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service. Royals serve. Not, they are not saved. They serve others. They don't use their position pomposity. No, no. They serve. That's why they keep going to events. They are serving their community. 
if you are a royal, which you are, you are supposed to serve the kingdom and serve people. Shout amen. He says, I declare before you that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. So your royalty is for, is for service. Jesus came to make us royalty. Royal. Put your hand on your head. Say, I receive the spirit of royalty. The spirit of kingship. I receive the spirit of royalty. The spirit of kingship. I am a royal to serve. Today, I declare I'm grateful. I am thankful for the finished work of Jesus on the cross. I do not suffer from forgetfulness. I remember all that Jesus has achieved. For my sake, I will not forget his benefits. He has healed me of all my diseases, all my iniquities. He renews my youth like that of the eagle. Jesus, thank you for agreeing with your Father to come and die on this earth. Thank you, Father. Send in Jesus. We celebrate him. We celebrate you. In Jesus' name. Receive this living sacrifice. I am your worship. Accept. Accept this living sacrifice. I am your worship. I have more than a song. Rise up. I have more than a song. Today I brought myself. I am your sacrifice. I have more than a song. Today I brought myself. I am your worship. Receive. Receive this living sacrifice. I am your worship. Accept. Accept this living sacrifice. I am your worship. I am your worship. I am your sacrifice. 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 Receive. Receive this living sacrifice. I am your worship. Your worship. I am your worship. 
watching or in the house and you are not born again, you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to become a child of God, you become royal, you want to pray this prayer with me briefly, say, Father, thank you for Jesus to die on the cross. I believe he died and was raised from the grave on the third day. I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bishop Dr. Michael Hutton Wood, the Senior Pastor of House of Judah, UK, the Happy Church, presents six dynamic life-changing books that will catapult you to higher heights and title. Success has no uncles. 12 cancers to avoid at all costs in leadership, ministry, and management. You have only one life. Make it count. Understanding and releasing the power of first fruit offerings and tithes. Invoking the incredible power of altars and sacrifices. Forgive, but don't forget. Success is self-determined. Success consists of little daily efforts. And failure consists of little daily neglects. Daniel said, I understood by books. No matter what life throws at you, stay focused and keep moving through relevant and current information. These books are definitely a must for your library. Order your copies today by calling or visiting our website www.housejitter.org.uk or using the information on your screen.